And I was just thinking today, like this message was on my mind. I think it's maybe how a lot of people are feeling. I hope this message is for someone today because we've had a lot of like people feeling uh, out of their own skin, not, not normal because of the pandemic and the weirdness and the furloughs and all the things and money situations and all the things. And it's like so often in life, we let the pains of disappointment dictate the hope we have in tomorrow. My hope is based on any disappointments. And if I don't have disappointments, I can have hope. And if I have disappointments, I throw hope out the window. <laughs> you know? But I've put my trust in so many people, Vincent, and they just used me. They just used me. And I've banked on so many opportunities to come through. And I just feel like I always fall short of everybody else. It's just me. It's just me in this problem. Me, myself. Just me, myself, and I. Can I do the, the feet thing? I can't with these tennis shoes on, but you know what I'm saying. Everybody else is doing good, and I'm the one falling short, and I'm the one finding disappointment, and I find myself falling down to a level of enthusiasm that is not joyful and almost dreadful. Oh, man, really? It becomes dreadful of opportunities. Everybody say opportunities. You know opportunity is a good thing? It's not to hurt you. It's to help you. And when God opens a door, you are supposed to walk through it. He's trying to help you. Oh, I don't even want to leave my house. Oh, if I can't order the food online, I'm just going to starve to death. Oh, if I, if I don't have the N95, I'm just not going to breathe air. I'm just going to, I'm going to hold my breath for the five months. I'm in my house, I'm, just, I'm dreading life because of the letdowns. Oh, another one of these again. I've seen that. Anytime something good happens, you say it's going to fail. You seen that? You seen people do that? I, let, me, let me make sure I'm saying this good. Like every time someone brings something good into your world, you find a reason. Like if you hit this level of, of despair, you find a reason to say why it's, it's not going to work out. Well, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna take that. And the odds are and the, the statistics say. And all the... But you weren't meant to carry the burden of yesterday's disappointment. You weren't meant to carry it. And if you do, you'll drown. God created you to be lifted up because you are highly favored. And I may be tired of these less than favorable outcomes on my life, but I'm going to change my perspective. I'm going to let go. My subject today is letting go of the letdowns. Letting go of the letdowns. You know, disappointment is part of life. It's a roller coaster. When church is good, the job's not doing well. When relationships are great, you know, maybe something in your personal life, like it's always up and down. So you never find that perfect spot to go conquer life. You have to conquer life anyway. You'll never find it. And if you're waiting for that day to come, Pastor Jeff, that will never happen. I did that for 10 years. I was waiting for God to strike a lightning bolt. And God doesn't do that. God gives a little whisper and a little nudge. And it's a sequential, uh, a cumulative process to find your calling. It's not a one and done. At least it wasn't for me. And if anybody's had that happen to him, great. But I just never heard from God like that. It was continual nudges that all of a sudden I'm here and 10 years go by, okay? But it'll never be a perfect weather pattern to go out. There'll be a storm to face here and there. It can be a good thing. But today, I'm letting go of my letdowns because when you keep holding on to every letdown that's ever happened to you, you become driven, and motivated, guess what? By disappointment. You become driven by disappointment. And you take on the nature of a disappointing life. A disappointing outlook. 
a disappointing perspective to others. You know, they see it sometimes and you don't. You know, people see stuff and you think, nobody will notice this. No one knows I smell like this. No, yes, they do. Deodorant, okay? <laughs> no one here, of course. It's hypothetical, guys. Deo- no one here would not wear deodorant to church. I'm just saying. Come on, y'all, wait. Come on, it's okay to laugh in church. God has a sense of humor. You know, he had emotion when he turned over the money changers. He had emotion when, when, the, when, the, when, the, when the dove descended upon, the, um, upon Jesus and the baptism. Like, he has emotion. This is my beloved son. Like, beloved, I'm well pleased. Like, God laughs. I think he laughs. He laughs. You become driven by disappointment. And so if all you've experienced is disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, it becomes what you know. And you become diagnosed with high levels of relational toxicity. Relational toxicity. You become diagnosed with just just an overwhelming supply of disappointment. And it starts eking out of you, leaking out of you every, every, every spot. And your normal becomes crippling to your progress as a person. The older you get, the worse it gets. I'm guilty of that. I see it. I see that my, my worst things are harder to break as I get older. And I'm starting to do new things too that I said I'd never do. I'm on 41, but I'm different than I was when I was 21. Some good, some bad things. But my normal can become crippling when it becomes my identity and disappointment. And you can't grow. Everybody say, it. I can't grow if I don't let it go. So I'm letting go of my letdowns. I'm letting go of my letdowns. This can be in people, situations, problem. Well, I'll just hold a grudge while I come to church and give my gifts before the altar. Oh, it says reconcile with your brethren before bringing the gifts. Well, well, did you see, though, what they said about me to Aunt Susie and, and what, whatever? And, and, and I'm just going to hold a grudge here, and I'm going to worship here. But you can't grow if you don't let it go. Come on, somebody. You with me? Come on, I'm not preaching to myself here. Well, sometimes I am. This is just how we keep you awake. You can't grow if you don't let it go. So I'm letting go of my letdowns. And grudges are a big one, okay? People will justify grudges all day long. They'll justify being nasty to somebody in the car all day long. You know, we had a man lose his life last week. And I'm not trying to bring it down even further. But I'm trying to give you some perspective here. Like, like we were out after church in the parking lot. Me and Nate were saying, oh, it's so good. You know, I know church attendance, you know, it's not what we want yet, but, but because of the pandemic. And as we were doing that, Vincent's calling saying, is your dad alive? I said, why would you think that? Because my dad does the signs on the overpass and another man that looks and acts like my dad was murdered. While we were out in the back, we were out in the back in the parking lot. Hey, hey, hey. See, see, there's always something to give thanks about. There's always something to give thanks about and to be grateful. And so when you're holding on to the thing that was said 20 years ago and they said they're sorry and you're saying, you're saying I'm following Christ and I'm doing the Lord's will, he's saying that is not my will. Take a breath in. You see what that is? That's called life. And you have it. So you can be joyful for that. So let go of your letdowns. Let go of it. My pain is not to determine my purpose. God determines my purpose. And as God directs me, I find purpose. If I let my pain direct where I go, I will not find purpose. Though God will bring good from it often, he is not the author of your pain. 
He is not the author of your pain. I used to hear people say this. This used to make me crazy. Well, the God of the Old Testament was so mean, but Jesus is so nice. Where do you think he came from? The Bible says there's no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend, not somebody else's. God says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to come. I'm going to give my life. There is no greater love. Jesus just changed his mood around and gave you a second chance. Come on, somebody. It's called the new contract with man. They weren't distinguished and separated. That's crazy talk. It's a trap. When you live in this, it's a trap. It's a trap to failure. It's a trap to failed initiatives. It's a trap to being consumed by the devil's lies. It's a trap. Because now you've trained yourself to live in disappointment and that you can be nothing more. You can't be better. You'll always be secondhand. The be, what are we talking about? The bench today, Larry? You'll always be on the bench. You won't be first string. That's a lie. The devil wants to tell you that you can't go to where God wants you to go and that it's not, it's not fathomable. It's never happened here before. It's never happened here before. So why would it happen to you? Well, if the Lord is on my side, remember Israel was destroying some big old giants, some big old armies. They were always outnumbered, but when the Lord is on your side, you can't be touched when it's the Lord's will. When Israel set apart from the Lord's will, what happened? Bad things, bad things. We have to be in the Lord's will, else it's a trap. And living based on how others have disappointed me, it's a trap. Look at your neighbor to tell them, it's a trap, man. It's a trap. It's a trap. It causes us to give up hope, stop fighting. It's a trap. Letdowns lead to resentment and a skewed perspective of how all my future situations will go. But that's a trap and a lie. Well, I'm just so tired of being hurt. Every guy dumps on me when I start dating him. Every girl cheats on me, lies to me. I'm just so tired of being heart, hurt. But there's someone out there. It just wasn't the right one. There's someone out there. I'm tired of it. I'm letting go of my letdowns. You know you can become numb to it. Like, you know when you don't even feel disappointment anymore? Like, this is actually going to be a positive message by the end, folks. So I hope, I hope you understand this is, not a, this is not to beat you down. I'm giving you perspective here. I'll lift you up in the end because Jesus always lifts us up. But you can become so used to it that you're numb to it. And now you don't know that everybody in the room goes, oh, no. They're here. Oh, I'm going to leave depressed and crying in my car because they're here. And all they do is say negative things. I read this book. This is really interesting to me, and I totally get it. That when you, when you dabble enough in disappointment, the first thing you do when you enter a room is find the thing that will fail the quickest. And you focus on that. And you're training your mind to focus on failure. You're training your mind to find disappointment. You know, you can always see the glass is half empty, or you can see that it's half full. Like, you can always find a reason to say it's not enough. It's a trap. Well, I won the lottery today. It was $10 million. Well, they're going to take it in taxes, like $3 million. But, but I won the lottery. I still got seven. Well, you know, Uncle Sam. And, and, and I agree. I agree. They take the taxes. I agree. But I still got the $7 million. I mean, I won the lottery. Like, isn't that cool? No, well, you know, there's not much cool things in life. It's just, nah. You know. To quote the great Morgan Freeman. Let me make sure I say it right. I had to write it down. 
Don't take criticism from people you'd never seek advice from. I thought that was good, so I stole it. Well, I gave him credit. I had to cite Morgan Freeman. I think he was stealing it from somebody else. But you don't need to take credit from those who criticize you, but you do need to seek criticism. Oh, I'm getting some of y'all right now. Criticism is not a bad thing. It just depends where it's coming from. Criticism is what makes a dull piece of metal into a sharp piece of iron. You need constructive criticism. Do you want to grow? You got to let it go, and you got to seek what I call opportunity, and that's called good criticism, good feedback. But if you start listening to, to John Doe and George, who know nothing, and they just, you know, they, they can't hold a job, and they, and they just, like, their life's falling apart, and, and they, they want thing after thing, and they're telling you how to live your life, maybe you should go, well, should I be listening to their criticism? I think what they said, I'm going to let go. Discern the spirits, also discern people. Is this of God? Is this to help me get better? Is this a correction from God? Or is this a jealousy thing? Or is this a hate thing? I need godly correction. And if God sends people my way to make me better, bring on the correction. It's a good thing. Excuse me. My dad used to say, um, he used to say, when somebody like says something, like when you're, when you're arguing with your spouse or like, this is hypothetical. This would never happen. We would never fight about anything. Even though, did you know you bought too many Cheetos this week and you're going to make me fat? Okay. We say the F word here, that, that F word. So listen, so, so he says, anytime somebody makes you mad, you replace it back with a blessing and they won't have nothing to throw at you. So you're just a, uh, can I speak for the wives to the husband? You are just the biggest piece of garbage and I just can't believe you did. I love you. Can I speak for the husband? I know husbands you do to the wife too. I'm not saying it's a female thing. It's a, it's a both ways thing. I'm gonna get some emails after this. I love you. I love you. I'm gonna keep loving you. Cameron, I love you. And I'm gonna keep loving you no matter how many times you shine that camera in my face or no matter how many times I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep loving you because blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons and daughters of God or the children of God. It depends on your translation. But blessed are the peacemakers. So when you hate on me and you tell me how I'll never succeed and that I'll, I'll, I'm going to stay a disappointment and a failure and I'm a teenager and I never felt that kind of love because I was always in and out of trouble and all these things. But I have a purpose and God will show me my purpose if I let go of the letdowns. I'm letting go of it. I'm letting go of it. I'm letting go of it because I need to lift it up. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know, it's a burden you're carrying when you're carrying disappointment and not letting it go. So I'm going to let Jesus take it away and lift it up because he's strong. He's strong. I'm going to lift it up. I'm going to lift it up. Jesus came to lift it up. You know, he, he rose up from the death. They said he was dead. He's gone. See, where's your Messiah now, Christine? He's in the grave. And he says, I'm going to lift it up. Come on, somebody. Y'all with me? I'm just messing with y'all. Don't, don't hate. Don't hate me. Come back one more time, please. Come back one more time and we'll, we'll I'll hug it out with y'all. I'm, I'm just, it's just part of the thing, you know? We're preaching here. I'm going to lift it up. When I lift up his name, I lift up the situation. When I lift up his name, I get rid of the pain. I have to lift it up because it says in your present is the fullness of joy. It says in your hope is rest. They go together. I can't separate the two. Well, I can't find any hope. Well, are you following the Lord's will, Cameron? 
I know you are. But you know what I'm saying. I can't find joy, but are you ever in his presence? You got to seek. The Bible says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I'm going to seek. Christine is a diligent seeker. Mike is a diligent seeker. Vincent, I mean, we're full of them. I can't name y'all, but I would. Vincent is a diligent seeker. So God opens doors for those who diligently seek. He is a rewarder of those who seek. And when the letdowns start weighing me down, well, well, as a pastor, you know, well, church, you know, are people coming back? Did they go somewhere else? Uh, I can just find a reason. Hey, we're having church again. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to myself. Can I be honest with y'all? I'm lifting it up. I'm lifting it up. I'm going to combat my fear with faith. I'm going to lift up shortcomings with new beginnings. New beginnings. As long as you have air to breathe, Debbie, there's a new beginning. As long as you have air to breathe, there's a new beginning. You can always start over. One thing I used to freak out about, I do software consulting during the, during the day. This is, this is a volunteer thing. And, and, and though I want it to be full-time someday, this is, my passion is not for money. I'm already good there. My passion is to preach the gospel. So what I'm saying is when I, when I was starting my business in software, uh, I used to freak out like, like, oh, I just lost this contract. Now what? And then I always go through this. And I remember just as easy as I got that one, I'll get another one because I know the supply is there. I know the supply won't run out, Vincent. And I know if the supply for my work is there, I just got to go seek it a little bit and dig it out and pull it out. I know the supply of Jesus Christ will never run dry. It's infinite. So I got to pull it out and quit, quit waiting for God to dump it on me. I got to go get it, pull it out. I got to seek it. I got to be active with my face because sometimes it's just not easy, Amanda. It's not easy to be faithful sometimes. It's easier to curl up and say, I don't want to. But we got to then, we got we to grind and go get it. We got to go get it anyway. Jesus never left us. We're not leaving him. We are going to bask in the fullness of his presence. We're going to lift him up. If y'all could stand with me this morning. We're going to lift him up. I'm letting go of my letdowns. I don't need to rely on what they say. I rely on him. I won't be moved. Everybody say it. I won't be moved when the Lord is before me. I won't be moved. I won't be moved when the Lord is before me.